needy content. I wish I had gone content, 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 content. Never ending, like that scene from Last Jedi where she snaps her fingers and it keeps going on an endless loop. Oh, I, hmm. I, I think of like endless scenes that go on way longer than they should. I think of that part in Suicide Squad when they throw the bomb and it does that like giant zoom in of everybody's like facial reaction. You know what I'm talking about? Like very am when they're about to like blow up Enchantress or whatever. It's hard to remember a garbage fire. Yeah, it, it just, do you and, just like put it in a little box and press it down in your mind? And light it on fire. <laughs> I never, and, never saw it. And so that is infinity content. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is new podcast. It's not perfectly acceptable, barely acceptable. But barely legal, barely. some would say. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, no, that's, that's a whole different <laughs> That's a podcast. whole, yeah, a whole different podcast. <laughs> is that the Roman Colette show? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do that after hours. After, mid- after midnight, that's when we'll broadcast that. Roman after midnight. All right, so this podcast uh, basically serves as a way for us to actually break down and talk about different stories that have been completed um, that we've all may or may not have read yet and give us a chance to really talk about them, really see what we enjoyed about it, really get to kind of learn... Uh, more about the writer and the artist and learn from each other while also not trying to sound super convoluted to people that might be looking to get into new stories or might have just wanted to hear other opinions about the stories. So the first one we're going to be doing today is Flashpoint um, with our man, the Flashpoint Man. Or the Flash. The Flash. <laughs> so I could just say you don't want to be convoluted, but you're already kind of lying to them by calling them the Flash. Flashpoint man. <laughs> Am scrambling I, to Google. Who's this Flashpoint man? Am I going to make it How easy? Can I find him. Maybe. <laughs> so, all right. Well, so what we all did was we all took a chance to read this um, this book. So it's Flashpoint by Jeff Johns and art done by Andy Kubert and Sandra Hope. And this was pre New 52, which was the current, or which was before the current DC. Um, would you call it timeline? Relaunch. Relaunch. This was the relaunch soft before the current launch. Yeah, not soft. to be convoluted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This led into set up and led into New Fifty Two, which has now given birth to Rebirth, which is the current DC continuity. Yeah, which is freaking great. And yeah. Rebirth and what it is at now is like great for anybody that hasn't considered jumping on yet or is looking for a good point. For Colton and I, that was where we jumped on and. We jumped on hard. We jumped on hard. It's pretty. It's been pretty great. So, Flashpoint. Um, well, shit, guys. Um, I mean, what can I say other than then that this um, was one of the first like non Batman animated like movies I saw, and before, I watched the I watched the animated thing before the movie before I even read this. Oh, with all those roided up heroes? They were pretty jacked. You, Roman, so you never saw it, did you? I saw it. I just don't remember a lot about it. We can def- we'll definitely draw some comparisons. Mainly, they're really jacked in that show. Yeah. They have and tiny heads and big bodies. Yeah, they lift. And then Batman's got some big lips. I don't know yeah, what he, that was all about. He has a lot of emotion that he's showing with those lips. Uh, I guess I figured he's got his, his face is all covered. He's only got the lips. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, he's really rich though, so like, you know, he gets some plumper in there. He's got that. Uh, was it the Kylie Jenner challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Putting a bottle on his mouth. <laughs> oh, Flash, you're here. Hello. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> basically, so Flashpoint is a story about um, this DC superhero named Flash, who is the fastest man alive. He is a forensic scientist for. 
uh, crime lab who gets struck by lightning and dows in chemicals, and now he is super fast. Um, this story kind of picks up already with him established and part of the Justice League. Um, well, that's mostly just the movie. This actually just picks up in a completely different way. So this picks up with uh, the main protagonist, Barry Allen, who is the Flash, waking up and realizing that um, the life that he has isn't what he remembers and that he no longer has his powers. Um, his mother, who would die, who has died in is when he was a child, and it was like the whole motivation for him to become who he was uh, working at a crime lab, which eventually made him the Flash, is actually alive. Um, and the whole world is just not right. Yeah, it's real jacked up. <laughs> Things are real messed up. Um, so that's where this whole thing starts out, and he's trying to piece it together. So that we find out that um, a lot of heroes that we know, just reading into this, uh, totally different than what I was expecting, especially also just watching the animated. Um, Batman is not the Batman that we know. But he's still there, unlike mm-hmm. a lot of the heroes, because some heroes are just totally wiped from the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Batman, he's... He's too much of a commercial success not to include in every single DC story that exists, yeah. I think. So, yeah, we see uh, Batman's hanging out in Gotham City fighting. With red eyes. Yeah, with red eyes. He's real sh- tired. Shooting, shooting guns with red eyes. Uh, he's hunting down. Playing with yo-yos. Yeah, playing with yo-yos. <laughs> he's hunting down some, some chick named Yo-Yo who, I mean, I took it as like a Harley Quinn. And then he gets kind of interrupted by Cyborg who apparently works for the government and is trying to get Batman to help. Um, stop a war, which is con- coincidentally being um, fought between Wonder Woman and Aquaman, which was like a big twist. Like for when I read this and when I watched the film, I was like, oh, what? And that's that was the biggest sign of stuff was really definitely not what I was used to seeing. Oh, they, not- they didn't have that in the movie? They did have it in the movie, yeah. Um, I mean, the difference between the book and the movie is the 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 book jumps right into it. Mm-hmm. The movie kind of has like a whole setup before Barry Allen wakes up as... He fights a bunch of, ro- of his rogues. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he fights Reverse Flash and the rogues and um, the rest of the Justice League shows up and talks about friendship and we're here to... We're not leaving our friend... We're not leaving our friend Flash and they help save the day from a bunch of bombs going off and then it, then it transitions to he wakes up mm. after going for a run, and then it goes into where the book was. So they kind of did a little, oh, okay. a little add-on to it before. Yeah, a, little, a little prologue. Yeah, a little introduction to what the DC Universe was. Mm-hmm. So You know, I think uh, the fact that Jeff Johns has uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman having a war together is like a really big compliment to Aquaman, because usually he's a joke, and Wonder Woman's considered like one of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big compliment that they're saying that he can wage an equal war to her. Yeah. And that the Atlanteans are like on par with the Amazons. And for those of you who don't know, Aquaman, uh, he's not a he's 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 not just your typical hero. He doesn't talk to fish. He doesn't talk to fish. He compels them. He's actually really cool. I'm gonna make my stance <laughs> now. Episode one, Aquaman is the shit. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the leader of a nation, so, I mean, I think that was a great idea. I would think that was a great move on Jeff John's part of having Wonder Woman and him be at conflict because, I mean, she's the leader of it. Like, I mean, she basically becomes the leader of the Amazons, and he is king of an entire nation of people that live underwater and aren't just normal people. Yeah, there's not any other Justice League member who is, like, a monarch, is there? No. That's, like, no. you know, main tier. Yeah. No, that, like, that's, like, one of the coolest things that I like about Aquaman, which, in the Rebirth, really... Like really 
got me in- interested in him was the fact that he is, yeah, this king who's trying to do all this, like, stuff, and the government's afraid of him. Like, the, yeah, it's cool. And we'll kind of break into the backstory of that. So, basically, this whole war started out because, I mean, in this, um, they had an affair. Mm-hmm. Wait, you, who did have an affair? Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, they did have some kind of past history. Yeah. I guess they kind of, so that's also the thing. I think just the Flashpoint movie. Kind of, like, fleshes out. Fleshes out. Behind the scenes sorts of things. While, like, skipping pretty far ahead. So, yeah, they had an affair, and Mira was not having it. Mira tries to use some, like, water bending. Yeah. And then gets wrecked by Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Decapitated. Which they get into, I mean, this is the main Flashpoint title. Mm -hmm. And at the time when this was monthly issues or whatever, they had... um, Flashpoint miniseries that explored that explained these other stories like mm-hmm. there was one of Aquaman and Wonder Woman and their war and that backstory, but in the movie they were able to just do it all in one one shot. I think I actually like read somewhere because I was doing like a little bit of my own research that there was like sixty issues all like related so. to Flashpoint, which I thought was really amazing because when you see the trade paperbacks, it's like oh there's these little thin trade paperbacks. So I want to know where all these lost <laughs> Flashpoint stories are. Yeah. And I got a, from what I remember, the Flashpoint Batman, Thomas Wayne, who in regular DC Universe, Thomas Wayne was Bruce Wayne's dad, our Batman, our Mm -hmm. quote unquote Batman's dad. Um, The Flashpoint Batman series, those, that was excellent. Yeah. I actually just read those. Those are really, really good. I uh, would definitely recommend anybody who reads Flashpoint and is really interested by the Thomas Wayne uh, Batman that you should really check those out. Yeah. Definitely, and that's something that I really liked about the book when I read it, read this after um, watching like the Flashpoint movie. Is that while the, the movie did flesh out some some like kind of details, you actually didn't get to see many of the heroes or villains that were taking part in Flashpoint as much in the movie as in the book. I like that. I mean, you've got not only uh, some recognizable people, so we've got Shazam, who goes by Captain Thunder in this. Yeah, which. As a little aside, that was a throwback, I think, Jeff Johns did to, um, there was an issue of Action Comics in the early 70s where a Shazam analog shows up, a Captain Marvel analog, but he's called Captain Thunder, mm-hmm. and he's kind of a jerk, and he has, I think, like a sunburst emblem instead of a lightning bolt. Hmm. And I forget in here, I think he has... He has the lightning bolt, yeah. he's just scarred up all over the face yeah, and yeah. stuff, and... So Shazam, basically the way I interpret him, it's Magic Superman. Yeah, that's made up of a pile of kids. Yeah. This, <laughs> so so <laughs> from what I understood, was Shazam was one kid, but yeah. apparently he's multiple kids. Yeah. Sometimes. In, yeah. In this, and I can't remember because I think in New Fifty Two, didn't they do that for a while? They had, there was a Captain Marvel backup in Justice League. Yeah, it wasn't New Fifty Two, where it was these kids or versions of these kids. I. I mean, I read the Dark Side War, and there was just Billy Bats in the main one. I didn't know there was, yeah. like, other kids. Yeah, and I forget what happened to these kids. Because traditionally, since the 40s, it was um, Billy Batson was Captain Marvel. His sister, Mary, was Mary Marvel. Mm-hmm. And then this other kid, uh, Freddie Freeman, who's not related to them by blood, he became Captain Marvel Jr. And that know. was it. And there's just he's like, now there's like six or five kids or something like that. They're like... And a cat. They're like... Yeah. Thundercat. They're like <laughs> DC's Captain Planet. Yeah. Like their powers yeah. combined. They become... Except they a become... roided up. Lightning <laughs> yeah. man. And his tiger, his battle cat, David that's a nod Bowie to... Uh, cat. <laughs> that's a nod to a 40s character called 
Talkie, Mr. Talkie Tawny, who was a talking tiger. Oh. Who Captain Marvel first fought as an enemy, but then there was a misunderstanding. They became friends, and then they hung out. Interesting. <laughs> It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such an interesting <laughs> character. And then you got other villains. Sorry, that was here. convoluted. No, no, no. It's totally <laughs> like I, that's like exactly why we definitely wanted to have you on this because Roman, you have so much more background than us <laughs> I, it'd be on a lot things, of, and I hope listeners like really appreciate that because I definitely do. It'd be a lot of Charp and I going, "Hey, why do you think this happened?" Uh, I don't know. Which of it? Tim Allen sounds <laughs> home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So Cyborg's trying to make this whole resistance to go try to intervene with this war. And yeah, you've got some other villains. You got Enchantress. You got, uh, what's it, Element Element Woman? Yeah, which no. I don't know if this is the first introduction of an element. No, actually, I think Grant Morrison had an Element Woman in his JLA, briefly. I, I, think, I think I did some Wikipedia and I saw that. Because <laughs> most, so most of my background, I'm just going to say it right now, before I started reading comics, was just Wikipedia. <laughs> just on a Wikipedia binge, you know, when you're, on the ba- when, you're on the, when you're on the toilet or you're eating lunch on a break. You're just like, what am I going to do? I'm going to look up some Wikipedia Marvel in DC. That convoluted web where like, it's just full of like, hyperlinks when you're like... Oh, man, I hit those hyperlinks so hard. Clicking on them. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a rabbit hole, but, you know, it got me here, and I'm happy with that. Okay, so uh, Cyborg calls on Batman to try to help him out and says that we're trying to get a resistance together mm-hmm. to fight against Aquaman and Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And he wants Batman because none of the other remaining people with superpowers are going to band together unless Batman's, because everybody knows, you know, in any world, any reality, Batman's like the master strategist and you're not going to get anywhere without Batman. So unless he's on board, they're like, eh, forget it. I mean... I, I would explain Batman more, but I feel like he's been done so many times. Like, all you really need to know, yeah, it, exactly what you said. Uh, Pearl necklace, uh, Martha, dead, yeah, Martha. <laughs> dead Martha, and yeah, Batman. Just, I mean, he's always gonna be. I feel like the most simple person to explain, and the fact that he just, yeah, no one, no one beats him. Yeah, <laughs> Mary Sue is that what we call him? Yeah, I learned the term Mary Sue. I don't know if you heard that I've term. I've heard it. Go ahead and explain it again. I don't Basically, remember. from what I understand, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> want to sound like an asshole on the very first podcast. Know, Let, let's just establish shit about my favorite hero. Let's just establish this, uh, like how how loose this podcast is. Uh, okay, Google, <laughs> explain what a Mary Sue is. An idealized and seemingly perfect fictional character. Often, this character is recognized as an author insert or wish fulfillment. They can usually perform better at tasks than should be possible given the amount of training or experience. So basically, Batman's a Mary Sue because there's always a way for everything to get out of for him. There's always he's always got something up his sleeve. He can always deal with something. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> he's like the perfect American. He just pulls himself up by his bat straps <laughs> <laughs> and his millions and millions of family money <laughs> I won't go far into that one <laughs> alright well so um, it kind of so the story kind of jumps around before it gets back to Barry Allen uh, the, as the Flash so you find Batman turns down Cyborg's little resistance group uh, you see Aquaman's out on the water murdering uh, non-Atlanteans and non-Amazons that are on like Air breathers. Air breathers, yeah. We'll just, we'll call, all humans in this will be known as air breathers. Uh, so some air breathers um, basically are getting killed throughout this whole thing. And I mean, I think obviously, the, like, the one thing I enjoyed about this the most 
wasn't just the twist on like villains or heroes becoming the villains, but it was like all the cameos mm-hmm. of like the heroes and villains and how they like played in roles. Like, yeah, you got Deathstroke as a pirate. Also known as Slade, if you like those uh, old Teen Titans yeah. uh, <laughs> TV show. Miss those. Um, so then, yeah, we get back to Barry Allen, who is sneaks into the Batman's Batman's Batcave and just gets the shit beat out of him <laughs> by Batman. And Batman's just not listening to this. It's like just brutal to watch um, and read. But basically, he finally tells Batman after Batman's done breaking his fingers, like, look, I got this ring. It has a costume in it. Totally telling you from another world. And the big twist we find out is that this isn't Bruce Wayne Batman. This is Thomas Wayne Batman. Hashtag not my Batman. <laughs> he is the father. Um, and so he kind of pretty much tells him, this isn't my world. Your son is actually Batman. I'm a superhero. And after some more talking, Batman's finally like, all right, yeah, I'll believe you. Um, what do you want me to do? And basically the Flash is like, I need you to, you know – Strike me with lightning and douse me in chemicals to get his powers back. Because that's how the Flash got his powers. Uh, seems to be working pretty well. Uh, am, am, I, am I summarizing this pretty well so far? Yeah. And and I, you're doing a good job. And I love that part where, you know, because it's so crazy. They go up on top of Wayne Manor and rig up this electric chair, basically, that, to receive lightning bolts. Got a lightning rod on it. And then and Bas, even Batman is like, this is crazy. You shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. And Barry gets electrocuted. The one thing that I do appreciate from the the animated movie that you didn't see, Roman, is that he's constantly got a canteen of something that he's just drinking Morgan. the whole time. So he's criticizing he's criticizing the Flash while he's doing this. He's just taking swigs really? constantly. It's, it's a lot of like condescending father moments. Like, oh, oh man, you crazy kid. Slurp. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And obviously it backfires. And he gets burnt up and almost dead. Yeah, third degree burns. 75% always, yeah. of his body or something like that. Yeah. He is charred. Yeah, he's pretty charred up. Um, and then we're finding out, I mean, Cyborg's getting told by President Obama. Maybe his dad. Maybe dad, yeah. <laughs> maybe both Obama and his dad. Uh, he could be Victor Stone Obama. Wow. Uh, here, let me read a line to you. <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, Victor, you did your best trying to recruit the superhuman community to break up Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman's tug of war with the world, but uh, America lost one of its best soldiers today. And, you know, that's what I imagine Victor Stone's dad sounds like in this world. <laughs> exactly like Obama. <laughs> exactly like Obama. So it's confirmed, uh, 100% confirmed. It's Obama. It's canon. Wow. I, I love this world. It's yeah. Put me in that world. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, Atlantis about to kill everything. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we get some sneaky suspicion that somebody might be a traitor, which is really interesting. And we go back to Barry, who's you know bandaged up, looks like a mummy, in pain. And the first thing he wants to do when he wakes up is go get struck by lightning again. Yeah, what does he say though? That it just wasn't enough uh, wattage or something. Yeah, it needs to be a bigger bolt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, and you just need a bigger bolt of lightning. Yeah, sure. All right. Okay. I love the yeah, I love the way they set this all up. The fact that Batman is, you know, the voice of reason here. Yeah. The, the most cynical and dark person in this world, basically. Also, and yeah, and then you find out as this is happening, um, they don't really do it much in this, 
but he kind of mentions that he's like doesn't want to forget and he talks about his memories are shifting they kind of showed a little bit more in the animated movie that you got to kind of see what changed about the dc universe to why things didn't happen so it shows like superman's pod actually going over um smallville and crashing into metropolis it shows what happens to the green lantern Abin Sur, who's the who is the predecessor to the Green Lantern superhero where he gets his power ring from. And you find out about... Uh, who else did it show in that? Mm, I'm trying to think right now. That like little like flashpoint thing where... It, yeah, yeah. I, I think it showed more Wonder Woman and Aquaman stuff mm. of the, what was going on. And so he... The whoopee making. In the book here, it just shows kind of his memories of him as himself. But I, I'm taking it as for the like viewers for the Flashpoint movie, they wanted to show more of like what changed there too, uh, to make it like give more of like fill in. So memories are altering and he can like his memories are being overwritten by the flashpoint Barry. So his memories from, uh, the real world or the original timeline are being taken over and Batman, he doesn't, he kind of doesn't trust Barry yet. He thinks of him as a crazy man who just, you know, willingly got hit by lightning and fried and wants to do it again. So I wouldn't trust that person either. But he wants to desperately hold on that in a different timeline, Bruce lived. Yeah. And that's all he really wants out of Flash. Yeah. I, I, yeah, he's really just trying to hold out hope that, that this guy's telling the truth kind of thing, which definitely speaks volumes to like how much he's been like devastated and like affected from like that experience. Yeah. I love the themes of the flash with his mom and, and Thomas Wayne with his son. Yeah. In this, and which is so nice that it ties. That's what the flash TV show is based on too. It's, it's what happened to his mother and Mm -hmm. the same for the same reason that the same villain here. Yeah. And so as we find out, um, we kind of did talk about it already, but you find out that there's the assumption that the Flash's like arch nemesis, um, appropriately named the Reverse Flash. <laughs> I mean, the writers in the room that day. <laughs> I mean, it's really straightforward. Like, yeah, he's the opposite. Yeah, yeah he's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real nailed it down. Um, so they're under the assumption that he's the cause of all this. We get back to um, during this book. I mean, we're seeing that. It's cutting back and forth to what's happening with Barry as the Flash and with Batman to the front lines of where this war is being waged between Atlantis and the Amazons. And you see Lois Lane, who's a Superman character and love interest, kind of on the front lines trying to give intel. And she ends up getting rescued by a bunch of ragtag like heroes. I, Roman, I only know two of these people. I think one of them's uh, Killer Frost, another oh, one's uh, the... the Demon. Yeah, so we got... A f- so hopefully the people that are listening to this have also read this at some point, but if not, we're going <laughs> to walk you through. There's a... Let me just t- first tell you what I'm seeing, and then we'll tell you. There's a bug man. There's a blonde boy with a red mask bandana. A blonde woman who is wearing some kind of jacket, and then a demon... Um, spoiler alert, name's Demon. And there's <laughs> also another... Also very straightforward. Yeah, and also very straightforward. <laughs> uh, and then there's another woman who's kind of wearing, it looks like an old, like, colonial, I don't know, it looks like a really, like, She's regal... really, like, fighting the American, like, Revolutionary yeah. War right now. So, okay, so, Roman, yeah. I know that that's Etrigan the Demon. Yeah, uh, so this, is, this who, is the resistance here. Who's a rhymy guy. And then yeah. that... 
Edric and the Demon, um, who's a Jack Kirby creation. This is Grifter. The guy from, in the bandana is Grifter. Yeah, who was originally from Image Comics and Wildstorm that DC acquired. He was, he was in Image Comics before? Yeah, Wild originally, because originally Wildstorm was like a, 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 a imprint of Image. Oh, okay. Um, and I think, I don't know if he was in Wildcats or one of those teams. It's a wild team. Yeah, a wild yeah, team. Yeah. So when we when I first saw it, I thought he was like some version of Robin. Oh, like when uh, and then I, I, was like a I could see that. Yeah, like he's got Jason the red mask, and and the red gloves. Yeah, yeah. And, and the animated, it's great because he teams up with Batman at one point, and he's like, he's like, I would have loved to have teamed up with you, Batman. And Batman makes this joke. He's like, he's like Batman and the boy idiot or something, <laughs> and it's just he's like the boy idiot grifter, and then yeah, it goes from there. It's very interesting. So that. Immediately made me think it was some kind of Robin or he did, Red Hood. Well, he does have that those markings on the side of his mm-hmm. eyes that look like a bat yeah. type marking. This is our subscriber Suzanne Parker, one of her favorite characters. Really? Yep. Mm. Um, the blonde woman with the really long hair—that's Godiva, who I think originally. The chocolate. Yes, she makes mm. the chocolates. Mm. That's all her only power. She, she like shoots flaming hot chocolate in the eyes <laughs> yeah. of her enemies. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I want to go. She was a re- actually. Trivia for her, she was originally part of the Global Guardians that I think were introduced on the Super Friends cartoon show in the 70s. Oh. So she's a British character. I've well, never heard of them. That, yeah, and they, they almost Super Friends. never show up anymore. <laughs> I'm still waiting um, for the Wonder Twins. Wonders. Oh, and this is a character that created for this series. Uh, the bug guy is the Canterbury Cricket. <laughs> which, I only, which I didn't remember, actually, but there's a page back here for back. him. And I don't know who the woman is. Hey, in... Is she not Killer Frost? Is that Killer Frost? She looks, she looks really blue. Not Maybe sad. Maybe it is. She's I thought she literally was blue. Strange. But yeah, in the like Resistance two page whatever uh, uh, spinoff from Flashpoint, they explain her and all okay. of them and why they're together. Because you know, why is the demon there? He's from hell. He doesn't care about humanity. He, he's just there to lay down some dope rhymes for everybody yeah, here. Lay down some rhymes and I think kill some my people. Favorite thing about the demon is the fact that. I found out that all he does is just rhyme. And I yeah. think I remember seeing that in the old Justice League Unlimited show. Was yeah. that he would just rhyme. I was like, is that, a, is that an actual thing? Yeah. It turns out it's an actual thing. I found out. Working here. <laughs> but, but only if he's happy, right? Yeah, in the current Demon series, yeah. It's just when he's happy that he does the rhyming. When he's killing some people yeah. and breathing flames. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought was a cool development because it used to be he would just rhyme all the time. If you, if you achieved a certain rank in Hell's hierarchy, then you became a rhyming demon. Interesting. Oh. Man, how do I how do I work myself up the ladder there? <laughs> yeah, laying out some. I'm gonna spit hot fire, <laughs> just like the demon. <laughs> These syllables are terrible. You can't move up. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we got the resistance thing happening, and you know, Flash got struck by lightning again. Second time's a charm. Well, I mean, do we count his first time? So this be third time. That's true, but it's an alternative timeline. That's true. So you know, fresh start. In the flashpoint, yeah. Yeah, and he gets his powers back, which is great. And he gets his costume back on. Batman's, I don't know. He's like good. I mean, now we're we're getting somewhere. But how Ooh. cool would it have been the whole time if he would have just been like this, like bleeding zombie, like <laughs> running around at high speeds? <laughs> I, I think they like really missed an opportunity there. Yeah, little, little bits of blood and yeah. meat flying <laughs> off, <laughs> off, like the bandages. Wait, 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 wait. Just people, he leaves a little bit of himself on him. Can I read one little thing? <laughs> oh yeah, here feel free that, to. That don't I, let me hog this. I love this just book, guys. Folks, is... listeners, if you're not familiar with the Flash, um, he is subtitled "The Fastest Man Alive." Um, this is how fast he is. Uh, he's got his suit, but for some reason, it's the colors of his enemy um, 
reverse flashes suit. So Batman says, well, just wear this suit. You've got your powers back. It's friction-proof, isn't it? Just wear this. And Flash says, well, theoretically, I could try to unweave it, break down the threads to near infinity, and alter its color. That's how fast he is that he could do that. But with the chemicals and materials in the, in the manner, it's easier to make a new one. He runs off, runs back, boom, he's already made a new one. That's I'm, the Flash. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> in that, though, because... You know, he actually does do that theor- that theoretical thing in the oh, animated. Yeah, yeah oh. <laughs> he alters it just right there. He starts vibrating and turns into it. Perfect. Oh, that's cool too. So he is wow. <laughs> I just feel like if that's like his power set, he should just be constantly in the watchtower, like cleaning people's clothes and like making new threads for everybody. Yeah, like, think how much you'd be their like costume designer. Think how much you'd save on hot water and laundry starts, soap and yeah, starts turning Batman's uh, costume pink. <laughs> Just as a joke. Barry, stop fucking with my cape. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what happened. Jeez. I don't know, man. <laughs> These, it's hand wash only, you said. <laughs> um, also, so as we mentioned earlier, so refers Flash is the cause of it. So he's like, you know, get my powers back. He obviously must have traveled back in time, mess with stuff. So Flash, not only fast enough to break down molecules and whatever to re- do a clothing, he can travel through time. Yeah. We gotta we gotta establish that now. Flash is fast enough to travel through time. Though he can only do it with the cosmic treadmill. Reverse Flash can do it all on his own. We're gonna deb- we're gonna talk about that <laughs> at the end of this. We'll get there. We've got questions. He's got questions. Okay. I got a lot cool. of questions. Um, <laughs> I have an entire on all my notes I have Roman thoughts. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Guess I better not get drunk then. <laughs> <laughs> no, just get drunk. Roman, get drunk and answer those questions. He 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 runs fast with with the cosmic treadmill, it's good at a 0.5 slope. <laughs> you know what, though? I feel like a cosmic elliptical could be even like better. Less wear and tear on the knees. It's good for the glutes, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cosmic glutes. Uh, flash fact. I got buns for days. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> I like the flash facts. Those are great. Flash fact. Flash has these things called flash facts. <laughs> yes. Throwback to the... Jeez, Silver Age, the 60s series with Carmine Infantino doing the artwork. I just read The Brightest Day. I got the omnibus for that. Yeah. Great. I love that the rogues even refer to flashbacks as flashbacks. Mm. Yeah. Oh, is flashbacks actually a, a flash thing. fact? Yeah, he j- yeah, they just say flashback, and then they state a fact. Yeah, and in the old comics and stories, they'd have it'd be a caption with like an actual scientific fact. And usually Carmen Infantino would draw a hand like pointing down to the action or something mm-hmm. or, or what he was referring to in the I caption. I feel like that could be like really misleading because they're like throwing out terms like speed force and everything like that. So they're gonna, there's like a bunch of children who went to physics class just really confused. <laughs> do, do you remember the – you, you read so Dark Knight's Metal number two when they're, chase, thought, when they're chasing Batman and then he says flash fact and like freezes his head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was making a joke about that. Uh, I need to go back and read that now. Yeah, it's so good. I, I love that. I love it. That's a good point, though, about the kids. I mean, kids in their fifth grade and they're like, oh, this, physics they're, teacher asks so what about the true? speed force? <laughs> if there's children listening to this, parents should probably uh, have better supervision. Yes, I can't yes. guarantee. This is all fiction. This is all fiction. Um, I, I've dropped maybe one or two F-bombs already. Or have you? Ah, fucking no. I didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and I guess we should... Obviously, spoilers. I said this was a very fast and loose podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. This is a f- we always forget this on the other one too. Yeah, there's spoilers, so if you haven't read this yet, haven't remember read this yet. there's we'd spoilers. Love, we'd love for you to read it first. Um, if not, 
we're sorry we're ruining the experience <laughs> for you. Um, but definitely check it out after. But if you have read it, just I hope that you're having a blast getting some opinion uh, or getting some terrible opinions. Roman, Roman's opinions are great. I'm not going to call my opinions no, good no, at any all, point. All, all our opinions are great and valid. Our opinions are our opinions, but... Uh, I say our opinions are great. It's our jokes that are awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, not the, they're not the best, but that's, that's the point of this podcast. We'll see what's going to happen to it. They're not flashy. They're not flashy enough. Um, so Flashcast. Of the Flashcast. <laughs> Damn, we should have thought of that when we were brainstorming names. Um, so we go back to our story. We've got <laughs> Flash and Batman have convinced Cyborg to help them uh, as long as they help Cyborg with the war thing. And they go to track down Superman, who everybody else doesn't believe exists except Flash knows. And they end up breaking into an underground government base thing and find Superman there, and they also find that, yeah, the government found his ship and started doing experiments and other things. And they killed the poor dog. Yeah, so Superman, for people that know Superman but have never read comics, um, and I found out, he has a dog that was from Krypton. Yeah. Crypto. Amazingly Crypto. similar, like, what were the, what was, like, the, like, the odds that there was a planet of he- perfectly, like, exact human hu- people with perfect humanoid dog and also apparently a cat at one point yep there's a cat yeah so he has a dog named crypto um yeah but in flashpoint and and a a cousin which i assume was the third rocket but they don't even mention that did they show the third rocket they mentioned there's like three Mm -hmm. and i think in the superman flashpoint spinoff issues i think i can't remember but i assume they mentioned supergirl i I didn't even see rocket three mentioned in here it's it's just it's really just a line of dialogue Wow, interesting. Uh, wow. But yeah, the cat um, was Supergirl's cat. <laughs> was that Streaky? Streaky, yeah. 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 Uh, I watched the Supergirl on CW, and they mentioned Streaky. Do I? Is Streaky alive? <laughs> uh, it was a. It was a spoiler. It was a memory in her brain, and it was a little black cat. And it was her first. It wasn't a Krypton cat. It was just a cat she found, and it was how she learned to like control her powers because she really wanted to pet the cat. So she's like, I spent every day getting ready to pet that cat oh. by being gentle. That doesn't seem fair for the cat in that like risk. Like any second, just crushed. Well, she, the cat didn't <laughs> know. Can she not, she pra- didn't, can she she not like, practice on like styrofoam or something like that? That's what she did. She didn't like. She like. She worked up to it. Yeah, she worked up to it. That's what the whole thing was. Oh, that's sweet. Super, man, CW is really good with that Supergirl show. I like it a lot. You like a lot? I've, I've heard the, only the contrary from you for, like, a very long time. <laughs> I love, like, the performances and the acting and all the, like, all the, the actors. I just don't appreciate how they write female characters They sometimes. make them really trifling and, like, really and all sexist tropes. I'll let you know. Like, sorry. Supergirl's not a trifling trifling supergirl she's she's a supergirl but she's just very just very hard to deal with the first like half of the season but <laughs> now that now the legion of superheroes are there mm. she's she's great great again uh i got brainiac five that's pretty much all i've been leading up to since they introduced the mon l character mm. and i'm so happy with it it's cool so good <laughs> uh please watch supergirl on cw this is not a sponsored. <laughs> this I'm is getting, not a sponsored getting, request. This is just you should watch it. It's that, actually that's not bad. what Trevor says while he's wearing his uh, CW shirt with his CW hat on. <laughs> I I was told I was totally gonna bring my flash shirt and wear it today, 
I have, but the thing is, he shames me every time Roman that I wear a shirt <laughs> theme or something. He just gets really into like specific themes. Yeah. Like, Roman knows I wore a Superman shirt when I was on the first podcast for Perfectly Acceptable Podcast. Yeah. Please listen to Perfectly Acceptable awesome. Podcast by Comics Place, <laughs> uh, where you can listen to Jeff, Roman, Jenko, and and Brayden, Brayden and sometimes other fun cast et members, <laughs> etc. Tune in and subscribe to find out who else is on that podcast. But yeah, uh, when I did the first podcast for Perfectly Acceptable, I secretly wore a Superman shirt. That was awesome because I remember I remember when you unbuttoned the outer shirt to start to show the S. Yeah, if you, yeah, as soon as as soon as it came to my turn, I, I unbuttoned <laughs> it and I exposed it like Superman. I did the I did the whole Superman pole thing. My eyes just rolled very hard. <laughs> yeah, and we watched when we were watching Flashpoint. After Flashpoint ended. Uh, we were watching on TV. He looked at me. He's like, are you wearing a Flash shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Why, Specifically why, why? to watch this movie tonight. And when he, That he's originally going to watch by himself. He wore it for his own entertainment. I, I could see that. I, I kind of wish now I have a Shazam, a red Shazam hoodie. What? I, I should have wore that for this. We're going to have words about this. <laughs> I'm going to be having words with my Amazon account after this. <laughs> Anyways, story. Um, so they find a Superman. Uh, this Superman. Oh, this was so good. This Superman is real lean, real real lean, and I'm not talking like cut lean. He's just <laughs> he's just malnourished lean. Yeah, he's, pale. He's craving for that sun. So yeah, for that people that don't D. know, part of Superman's like reason he's so strong is because he's exposed to sunlight, specifically yellow sun, which is our sun. It's very know. convenient that yeah. the planet he got sent to also has a. Well, his yeah, dad his dad planned his, it that it was way. Purposeful. And he's a scientist. Yeah. Which I'm assuming part of that purpose was these humans look a lot like us. I'm going to send you there. Master plan. Yeah. And coincidentally, you could bring your dog. Uh, <laughs> the dog I, I, looks I, I, a lot like I thought you were going to say, conveniently, you can breed with them. Not... <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. We'll be getting to that in another page. Yeah, that was elsewhere in Jorel's notes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll be getting some. <laughs> You'll be you'll be meeting some sweet reporters. Um, <laughs> so they find this Superman who's has no contact with the outside world, who's been experimented. Who knows what's happened yeah, to him? Yeah, the government caught him. He wasn't raised by these this great kindly couple, and they've kept him locked in a bunker. He's never seen the sun. Apparently. Yeah, I think they even say that he uh, for somebody who they say hasn't ever even like talked to another human being, he's doing pretty good. It seems like. Yeah, they must have taught him <laughs> something. Yeah, I figured he must have just like kind of picked it up from them, like like testing him and like observing him and stuff. They must have had conversations with him to try to get information and stuff. But yeah, he's he's not looking great right now. Uh, I love these panels that come up next. Uh, so in the story where they find Superman, they take him outside to see the sun. They convince him that they're friends. I I don't know. I I like Kubrick's like giant eyes that he does on this panel of Superman where he gets uh, like panicked. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it. It just looks really, really nice. Well, I think it's just that amazing idea of this hero that we all know and love seeing like the outside world for the very first time. And seeing and then also seeing threat because I mean they're as soon as they get outside they're immediately getting targeted by the military and the government. So it's like this panic that he's being uh, well it's pretty much right after he what like he accidentally incinerates somebody with his laser vision because he I thought he only like shot a gun in this. Because I know in the movie he like melts like oh, yeah. twenty people or something like yeah. that. Yeah, in the movie he melts people. So he melts <laughs> a gun, but he also singes their arm. Um but yeah, like the look of panic and yeah, it's just like seeing this hero that's so strong and so and composed looks yeah. so just destroyed and just 
scared and scared weak. yeah and he takes off it just yeah. so traumatized their macguffin just leaves there, yeah. yeah he's <laughs> mcgonnan yeah and poor barry i mean because he was he was like you know superman he's always the same in any reality he'll help us he'll, he's a force such a force for good yeah and I'll then they s- get a, they help him escape and then he just superman panics and takes off yeah <laughs> dick move on these soldiers parts uh they, these soldiers also wear his like crest, I'm guessing, because they're like oh. specifically like detailed oh. to guard him. Yeah. You didn't notice that? Look, like, I hadn't noticed that on their shoulder. They got the yeah. little S on it. Yeah, they do, with the reverse colors. I yeah, because I'm guessing there's just like their branches, like they're all like part of guarding it, and they were whatever leftovers were. Uh, but yeah, I really love this page where like they take Superman outside. Like I love the sunrise. It's like I guess sunset with like the oranges, like the big eyes, like taking it all in to. Just, yeah, I just love the background. Like, the background's really nice. Even to, like, the city when he takes off flying, you can see, like, all the buildings. Just, like, the cityscape is really, really cool. So we'll definitely have to talk more about Kubert's art and stuff after. We'll just keep breaking down the story, and then we can can ogle over Jeff Johns' writing and Kubert's drawing and art after. Uh, But basically, so Superman's out. The... A ragtag team of Flash, Batman, and Cyborg are just not without a plan. And then you actually get to meet. Uh, go back real quick and talk about Green Lantern, one of one of my top superheroes. Uh, since this character, who's known as Hal Jordan, uh, in this timeline, he never got the ring. So uh, I don't think there was much difference in the animated movie as in this. But basically, he's still a pilot. And they're offering him to do a one-way trip with a bomb to try to drop the nuke. Try to take out Aquaman's like fleet. Um, and this though, were they really looking to target a specific weapon? I don't. No, that's just in the movie. So in this, they're just really targeting. There's a big battle happening in uh, let's see, what is it? Western Europe, I think, between uh, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman, and they're just the U.S. government's just trying to take out both sides. Because the war has killed millions of people. Yeah. Yeah, just in the UK alone. Because didn't Aquaman... Did Wonder Woman's forces take over the UK? Or was it Aquaman's? Yeah, so they, they took over and they killed a bunch of... Uh, they, like, killed everybody in England, basically. And, and then I think they, they even said that they castrated the men, too. Like, yeah. they were singing Soprano afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, uh, they renamed it New Themyscira. Yeah, okay, yeah. Which is really interesting, because that's, like... Kind of like a play on like what the British did, like New England and everything. Yeah. Uh, history is repeating itself. Uh, and then Aquaman, where'd he flood? He f- did he flood the rest of Europe? He f- yeah, he flooded. France was definitely flooded. Okay, yeah, and then like millions of people died there. Yeah. Um, so in the animated movie, they had that weapon. Um, they had like a weapon of they had Adam. What was it? Well, Captain Adam. Yeah, which you find out. Oh. Did they? They didn't reveal it on this though. No, they didn't have they that. Didn't they yeah, this, so. uh, in the animated movie Roman, they talk about how Captain Adam flew off solo. Like Cyborg talks about, it. like Captain F- Adam flew off solo to try to stop it, and then nobody heard what happened to him. So you find out that Aquaman has him plugged into some weapon on a like in a submarine, and he's what like wiped out like all those people yeah. as their weapon thing. Uh, so yeah, he's like strapped in, and I'm pretty sure. For, uh, I'm not even, there's just a dude from Aquaman that, for people that read Aquaman, I'm pretty sure it's Volthoom that shows up in it. His, like, advisor. Oh, oh, uh, Volko. Volko, sorry. Yeah, Volthoom's uh, Volf- an old Hulk villain or something. Uh, yeah. 
Wow, sorry, this champagne's getting to me. I might as well, I might as well pour <laughs> yeah, myself yeah, another cup. More. Yeah, vocal with the you know yeah. bald head and the wild uh, white hair. I think of Cthulhu. I think or Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> Praise him. Cut man from Mega Man. What? Cut man from Mega Man. Uh, so yeah, Hal Jordan's going to do a suicide trip. Um, I got to tell you right now. I really want to read stuff with Element Woman in it. Uh, I really liked her, yeah. <laughs> I love Element Woman. She's in, I can't remember if it's Trinity War or Forever Evil, but I remember that's the first time I ever read her. Yeah. But she, is she, so she's basically, is she basically a female metamorpho? Yeah. So metamorpho, okay, Roman, can you explain then, since she is female metamorpho, who <laughs> metamorpho is, so people understand who Element Woman is? Yeah. What is metamorpho? Uh, yeah, do? metamorpho, he's another Silver Age, which Silver Age refers to the... The comics from the 60s up to like 1972 or three or so, um, when all these classic characters started coming out. Um, Metamorpho, he had, he's the element man. His some kind of, it was a meteor, I think, that mm. gave him his powers. He was an archaeologist, adventurer, exposed to this meteor for some reason, changed him into the element man. So he has control over all the elements, and his body is all weirdly multicolored because like one leg looks like you know, wood and another leg looks like iron or something. And he can turn into gases. He can turn into minerals, all the elements and control elements and do different shape shifty things and stuff. And apparently element woman can do all that too, though. We don't know her origin. But and she's yeah. also zany. Yeah. She's a manic pixie girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she I has mean, some kind of, she has some mental issues going on. Apparently. Basically every line in here that wasn't just like exposition sold me on how much I like this character and I want to read more, <laughs> especially with this part. Uh, so when, after Flash, Cyborg, and Batman dispose of like these soldiers and stuff, um, sorry, I keep looking over at this thing, uh, breaking the breaking behind the curtain for listeners. Uh, I am not an expert on audio recording. I've only done like two years of video stuff, so I'm always constantly just checking the audio recording. But anyways, Element Woman. <laughs> uh, I love that after she tells who she is to introduce everybody, I mean, anyone want a juice box? Oh, what a great line. <laughs> or the fact that she talks about in the beginning. Uh, Is she girlfriend goals for you or something? No, she's just great. <laughs> I, she's like, she, she's no, more of a friend. She's, no, she's like, nobody ever invites me to anything. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, you, so you're relating to her. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that was really cute. Shots fired. Uh, yeah, no one ever asked me to join a team before. She's got a big smile on her face. She's so, she's so enthusiastic and excited. She's, I feel like she <laughs> might just it. consistently be the person who's just last picked. For every team, it sounds like it, but she's so OP. That's what happened, I think, in uh, it's either Forever Evil or Trinity War. But she was like, everybody else is just like gone or taken out, and then Element Woman just pops out of nowhere. And again, nobody wants to be on the team with this person, and then she like saves the day every time. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd pick her for my team. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't exclude her. Yeah, I want to juice box. I mean, I wouldn't want her to be against me. I mean, she. She seems very powerful. I mean, I'd hope it'd be well, yeah, sun, but yeah, whatever. we never see her cut. I mean, if she could turn a gas, I'm sure she could turn into some poisonous gas and just go in your lungs and kill she's, you. She's like <laughs> a like a really strong, like a stronger version of Clayface almost. Yeah, yeah. I almost like uh, with a cute personality. I feel like every time we, <laughs> I feel like every time we mention like a character from DC or Marvel, we have to like go into like a quick bio of each character. Clayface. Uh, Clayface was an actor who was uh, chemically altered by uh, whatever stuff, and now he's made of clay and can turn into a bunch of different clay things or shapeshift. Uh, yeah. I also think that he, she's kind of like another version of uh, Firestorm. 
Changing uh, Firestorm oh. is two superhero personalities <laughs> that merge into one who can transmute objects like an alchemist. <laughs> always on fire. That's just yep. going to be every time we I mention mean, a superhero. It's always lit. Yeah, we're yeah, going to have to have, have your Wikipedia re- at the ready, folks. <laughs> it's just going to, this podcast is just going to be its own version of hyperlinks. Every time one of us mentions <laughs> a superhero, they're just going to be a, like insert audio of me doing a deep voice <laughs> telling what each character is <laughs> and like their background. <laughs> So you're just like sub podcast where it's like listen to all these before going to this podcast. <laughs> uh, for more information, please follow this podcast. Just uh, please follow uh, Element Girl Only Podcast. <laughs> they have over 200 episodes of Element Girl Only Podcasts. Well, they to tell you all about Element Girl. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so as the Flash is fighting he's still having his memories altered and it's really messing with his body and his mind so batman cyborg and element woman bring them to the are we going to call him captain thunder shazam or captain marvel basically those are all the same person yeah we're just we can get we, this out of the way yeah he's, we can say pocus magic kids yeah, we can say the marvel family whatever. the marvel family we'll call them marvel yeah. family marvel fam um once again going to tell you how great a character Element Woman is that I love reading this. Hey, kids, anyone want a juice box? <laughs> I think I like, is this a scene where uh, the Shazam kids are having a big disagreement about whether they want to join uh, the fight or not? And uh, what happens is Billy uh, gives a speech about how they can't have pizza night anymore if uh, the world gets blown up, basically. All oh, right. And I just think what a great way to convince kids to uh, join a fight to the death is to say that you can't have pizza anymore. Because I know that would get me to, to go to war. Yeah, because I know one of, one of them is, is, says, so can we have pizza next Friday? <laughs> now there's no world. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Now if we save the world, if we stop the war. <laughs> yeah, and this whole thing, of course, is a battle against time because Barry loses more memories, have his, has his real quote-unquote memories erased and overwritten by the flashpoint um version of reality he's gonna totally just forget why he's there and what his mission was gonna be which makes me wonder well except thomas wayne would know that's true he probably remind him but might be like trying to remind somebody who's like alzheimer's or like a memory condition like keep reminding them then they keep forgetting and you're constantly stuck in a loop and i don't think uh Thomas Wayne has the patience. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> Especially if I does it say that he would lose his powers? I don't know if it said there at any point that if his oh. memories got overwritten, he would lose his powers. But I guess he got he got his powers, so he might just be a, like a speedster who doesn't remember how he got yeah. his powers. Boy, that's an excellent question because yeah, I assume that yeah he would just have his powers and not know. Except again, Batman would know. Huh. Just leave sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, uh, yeah. Do Bat- memento and just cover him with some tattoos. Yeah, Batman's totally always reminding him. Okay, no, look, we gotta <laughs> oh, do this. What a great buddy cop that could be <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Flash. Alzheimer's <laughs> uh, Alz- uh, Flash. Alzheimer's Flash. And with uh, Thomas Wayne Batman. <laughs> Damn it, Flash! Remember, <laughs> we gotta stop this reality and save my son, or go back. Bruce can exist. Just shut up, please. <laughs> Well, I was like, what? what are you talking about? Goodbye, Django. Goodbye. Oh, hi, bye, Django. That's Django's voice, owner of the store. <laughs> Please listen to Django's podcast, Perfectly Acceptable Podcast. <laughs> Download on iTunes or any other casting 
app. Uh, anyways, sorry about that. I thought I was going to have to throw somebody downstairs because I heard noise. Sorry. Well, yeah, I heard the door earlier. I was like, wait, did I? Listen, my, my years and years equated to a month of security guard experience kicked in, and I was ready to throw down. Ready to rumble? <laughs> ready to rumble. Ready to rumble and offer a hot beverage. All right, anyway, so what did I miss? Um, we just kind of – he brought up a great point about – Colton brought up a great point about, well, if Flash loses his memory – you know, Batman's going to keep reminding him. What, that is true. Plus, he's, Flash is still going to have his speed, but, but he's not going to know how, except Batman will remind him. But what if what if Flash starts thinking Batman's crazy? Oh, well, yeah. I it's... mean, it is a man in a giant bat suit. Exactly. So probably exactly. not, like, the apex of, like, sanity going on. <laughs> Batman's going to feel sad. He's like, no, believe me. And then people come and, like, arrest Batman. They're like, you're, you're crazy, man. <laughs> Then nothing ever happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to derail your your derail your your hopes there. Derail or derail. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Um, so you, you were with the Marvel family there. So we're with the Marvel family. So Billy's like, I, like, he's so he's like the he's the leader of the bunch. You, you know, know him, him well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so from what I understand too is so when. Like, from what I know from Shazam, is Shazam's a character that's mixed with multiple different gods mm-hmm. and his powers. But because there's multiple kids, they all have a... They all have an individual a, god. Fraction. Yeah, yeah they, all, they each have an attribute. Because originally Shazam, it stands for, like, the strength of Hercules or whatever. And it, it's an acronym. Of, speed, yeah, speed of somebody. Uh, yeah, the speed of Mercury. And Solomon, something of something, Solomon yeah. Hercules... <laughs> Obama? <laughs> no, that's A. That's O. Oh. A is like uh, Apollo? No. Could be like Speed of Apollo or something like that. No, it's... Uh, is it Apollo or is it Achilles? Mercury is the speed. Yeah. Is it Achilles? Atlas. It's Atlas. Atlas. Strength of Atlas, maybe? Strength of Atlas and Hercules? He's really small. He's really <laughs> small. I don't know. I don't know. Like he's got, and he's got the wisdom of Solomon. Magic Superman. That's something that always bugged me about Captain Marvel because he's supposed to have the wisdom of Solomon... But very few times have writers actually written him, so he really seems to have wisdom. I feel like that'd be really <laughs> hard to kind of counterbalance. He's supposed to be have like this giant access to wisdom, but also be a kid. Yeah, because you can't really have him be like highlight his like kid nature if he's also supposed to be really wise. Because I feel like it's just automatically like I don't know, man. Yeah, around. maybe I had, I had a lot of teachers tell me in school that I was really wise for my age. <laughs> I think it could be done. I think uh, I think there's one writer that could do it, Tom King. Well, Tom oh, King be could write anything. So well, I don't I'm... know if you follow Tom King on Twitter. Um, for for listeners, if you're not already reading Batman, <laughs> the new Batman run by Tom King, or if you're looking for a run to start on, if you're looking to get into comics, read Batman. I wasn't. A, I don't really think much of Batman. He's not one of my top heroes. I'm getting, I'm just getting disapproving looks. Which let me, I let me, let, me, let, me, let me finish. Let which me finish. I let me finish. Let me, I, I need to argue against this because hey, hey, if hey, everybody hey. says he has the best stories and has the best writers and has the best comics, then like, what's the beef? Like, why wouldn't you just say you like the hero then? I like the writer, and I like the hero. Okay, are you happy? I, <laughs> I like Tom King's Batman. All right, he's a great writer, but he had a he and some <laughs> other like writer had a panel where it was just like a, a fan art picture of 
joking about them writing a Shazam comic, and it was Billy Batson, the main the main Shazam kid, walking up to the top of uh, like some some rooftop in the city, and it's pouring down rain, and he looks up, and it's like it's just like describing what's happening, and then he says like Billy Batson looks up in the sky and yells Shazam, but nothing happens, and he continue, and it's just like three panels of him looking like sad up at the sky, oh. like frustrated and like sad. I'm like, oh, oh, I would totally read that. Do you think yeah. it's just a teaser? I if if that was just to see if people were interested. Because we haven't it, seen yeah. Shazam at all in Rebirth, so yeah, he's he's shown up once. They show up in like Hellblazer. Hellblazer. Okay, Hellblazer. like people are oh, reading really? that. And Hellblazer, wow. Say, so, hey, I've sold I, think, I sold two copies I think of Hellblazer. Jango two whole copies. <laughs> two whole copies. <laughs> I think Jango reads it. I would read Tom. I would read anything Tom King does, but yeah. I would love. Now I really want to see him tackle Captain Marvel. So yeah, I'm excited if and start calling him Captain Marvel again. Because just as an aside, this little beef of mine, ever since New 52, they've been calling him Shazam. I'm like, was that, was that Shazam to get was away from wizard. Marvel? Well, like, Shazam was the, the wizard that gave him his powers. Okay. And then in New 52, Shazam, the wizard, died finally after hundreds and hundreds of years. And he, like, inherited So it? then Captain Marvel, the Billy, Captain Marvel, became Shazam. Oh, I always was under the impression that it was because of something, that the fact that there was a Captain Marvel in yeah. Marvel well, that's, Comics. Well, that's true, too, because there in was the an issue 70s... DC had a Captain Marvel comic, but because of Marvel copyrighted the name Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. even though the Shazam Captain Marvel existed before Marvel not, was called Marvel. I feel like that's not like a, that's very shaky legal grounds. <laughs> you would think so, but yeah, somehow they were able to copyright the superhero name Captain Marvel, so DC couldn't publish any books with their Captain Marvel with the name Captain Marvel on the cover. Mm. So that's why they started calling it Shazam in the 70s, and why there's a TV show that was Shazam also, but... Because it would have ran into the, the one same... with the one with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. No, <laughs> the one was on live action Saturday morning cartoons or live action Saturday morning. You never saw Shazam? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that was a movie, buddy. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a Shazam night some night. Now I was just imagining like Shaq in uh, like the Shazam outfit as the hero. No, and... he's a genie. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was a genie with the wisdom of Solomon. <laughs> Not enough wisdom to back out of that deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was that was always the problem. It's like, why would he call himself Shazam? Because then he could never say his name. Because if he does, he'll lose his powers. Yeah, which is uh, the problem Captain Marvel Junior had. Fights the superhero. What's your name? I'm Shazam. Yeah. Uh, part of Shazam's powers is when he says his name, lightning strikes him. Oh, wait, I got to do it in the deep voice. Uh, part of Shazam's powers is when he says Shazam, lightning strikes him and transforms him into the Superman-like figure. And if he says it again, he turns into the teenage boy. So, yeah, if yep. he would say he would turn back into a kid and then just get wrecked. I feel like there yeah. has to be a meme somewhere with, like, Shazam and Beetlejuice together. Like, getting into, like, some sort of hijinks involving their names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there is no villain in, like, comics that I've seen so far that it's, like, you say their name, like, multiple times they show up kind of thing. That'd be great. I would love a Beetlejuice, like DC crossover. Oh, that would be fun. I think that'd be and great. I, that'd be great throw, for a Hellblazer comic. And you could throw Mister Mixopilic in there. He hates Mister Mixopilic. Colton hates Mister Mixopilic. <laughs> he just seems like a nonsense character. That like the you're well, like, oh, we want some. Ca- <laughs> I know, but I, <laughs> he's totally a nonsense no, character. Sidebar. Okay, so in DC Rebirth, they have an event with uh, Superman that's really big, and there's like all this hype that's going on. There, it's like, who's this like other uh, Clark Kent? And mm. all of a sudden, uh, you find out that's this nonsense character who is just a fanboy for uh, Superman. And I was very, very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but it all tied into, into um, 
Jor-El coming back, and that all led up to the current uh, Doomsday Clock. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode's worth yeah, of well, stuff. Yeah, well, that'll be something yeah. down the road. Boys, this is infinity content. Infinity, we, want yeah. to, we want it to last infinitely. <laughs> yeah, we didn't tell you folks, but this podcast is going to be seven hours. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> Wear your adult diapers. <laughs> you know, I can, keep, I can keep this going all seven hours. <laughs> as long as there's a champagne to be drank. We're going to keep going till till the customer appreciation party tomorrow night. <laughs> it's a marathon. <laughs> They're gonna come up here, and our our eyes are just gonna be bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with lightning! Do it! Do it, Batman! Water! <laughs> like I'm parched. I can't keep talking. Uh, so, anyways, so so we finally get the Shazam kids on board with uh, this whole this whole trip, and they end up flying to New Themyscira, which has been totally like turned into it definitely like it didn't look like this in the animated movie it still looked like London but it definitely looks like Themyscira in this yeah at least along the coast and later on they show like they show London proper where Big Ben is destroyed and everything so we get in there and in the in the series like things are already popping off because Atlantis is there and they're already fighting Wonder Woman you get a sweet like two page spread of Aquaman fighting Wonder Woman Wonder Woman in this looks really intense she does not have this crazy fish helmet in the animated movie mm. she has uh mirror's crown mirror's crown which is a little bit bigger than normal but yeah she looks really intense in this it looks i'm not a, i'm not a big fan of the design but interesting because in this he he refer somebody refers to she's wearing mara's helmet yeah uh yeah you killed my wife tried to assassinate me is like kind of like the only real exposition you start finding out and then you know the good guys show up to kind of help out. So you got Enchantress, you've got Captain Thunder, which is all the the Marvel Marvel kids all teamed up. Element Woman, Cyborg, uh, the Marvel kids, Tiger, Batman, and Flash, all there. So they're jumping in, they're fighting, um, and then we find out Enchantress, who decided to team up with everybody, actually turns out to be a traitor, and she ends up getting Captain Thunder split apart, and Woman Wonder Woman just gets Billy. Yeah. He gets got hard. And I think they established that uh, they have a history that they've fought in before and that uh, Captain Marvel has these big scars on his face that he got from Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, there was like no sympathy either with Wonder Woman. She just went for him. So Billy's dead. They don't really show the other kids get taken out, but I'm guessing it's implied. Yeah, they don't really matter anymore. They can't, yeah. they can't glue together to make a big, strong man in a trench coat. No. Yeah, without, without <laughs> Billy there. Yeah. So then you find out after that happens, uh, Reverse Flash shows up and makes makes it a point on a one-page spread, just look what you did kind of thing. So that was... Cue Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, since I said my first experience was also watching the animated, like, they, they did a good job of saying that, too. Um there's a little bit more argument back and forth, but then the reverse flash says, like, I didn't do this, like, you did. So we finally found out that, turns out that Barry um, went back in time to prevent the death of his mother, and in doing so, altered the timeline in ways that, I mean, you, basically it was butterfly effect, like, it completely affected how Superman shows up, how Batman entered the world, like, everything. Like, it wasn't just a simple, my mom's not dead anymore. Like, it had... Somehow it affects everything. And they also say it's like a time 
echo. Like, it doesn't just affect things that happen after he goes back to save his mom. It also affects things that happened before, hence the reason why Bruce died mm. and Superman, uh, you know, instead of landing in a nice field, instead blows up. Uh, all of Metropolis. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, you know, the government gets them. Yeah. I didn't even think. I didn't even think about the four thing. I was always in. For some reason, I don't know why I didn't think of that. That Superman and stuff still had to have happened either before, at the same time, as Barry was being born. Otherwise, Barry would be older than all of them. Yeah, and he's and yeah. he's younger. Which I just made me. It just made me realize. Fact in this storyline, when he lands, it kills like twenty three million people in Metropolis. The Kent farm must be huge. If like and yeah, it must have just taken yeah, <laughs> taken out like many crops. Like, is that's a big explosion and kill twenty three million people in a yeah. city? Yeah, yeah. I was always under the impression the rock just crashed and didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah just, just sort of just like cars on the ground the alongside <laughs> the road in the field. And oh, sweet, a new irrigation in the movie. Ditch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kids were like. Well, this boy got us a new irrigation ditch. We might as well take him in. Yeah, in the storyline, he would have put them in, like, complete poverty by destroying their entire livelihood. That's current economics. <laughs> That's current economics that, have, that destroy their farm. Huge dust bowl effect. Down, down on hard times. So Reverse Flash shows up, and, you know, he's taunting Barry that it was his fault, and he's the reason why everything happened the way it did. Um, and during this fight... Um, he just keeps – he's getting – Barry gets the shit kicked out of him. And Reverse Flash just – it's pretty much saying, like, I mean, in this – he so he's no longer, like, connected to the timeline anymore. Yeah, he's out – because of Barry's actions, he's outside of the – Reverse Flash is now outside of the timeline. Because before, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't kill Barry Allen. He couldn't kill the Flash because if he did that – it would nullify his own existence. Reverse Flash is his creation, so he couldn't actually kill him, but now he can. So this carries. Doesn't this? So is this the first time that like that exists out of the timeline thing starts happening for Reverse Flash? I think so. Yeah, because I think in New Fifty Two continuity, he and even in DC Rebirth, he talks about being existing out of the timeline. So yeah, yeah, because he shows up. Reverse Flash shows up in the button. I yeah, think. which yeah. he talks about. So he also talks about then too that he must. I, there must have been a new 52 or at least a DC rebirth where he mentions flashpoint. I think like he's still aware of it. He has to be, I think. Yeah. yeah. Which is really interesting because nobody think, else does, which I think is like, yeah. I bet Dr. Manhattan kind of confusing to me because like in the next part, like after reverse flash, like done being up Barry, uh, he says like, I'm internal. You can't do anything. Uh, Batman comes up behind him and stabs him with a sword. Yeah. I think he makes like a bad doctor pun too. He, does. Uh, <laughs> he, he says, what about me? And then he's like, Doctor, yeah, doctor's advice. When you're in the middle of a war, don't stand still. Flashback, that, that, that's don't good, stand that's still. That's good advice. Wh- which I'm kind of confused by. So if he's outside of time, like he still exists as a physical presence, and he gets killed. So does, it, does he just – wouldn't he die anyways, though? Or am mm-hmm. I just trying to apply logic to time traveling I think it's a speedsters? Little little of A and a little of B. Okay. Because <laughs> I think when he shows up, like, later, and, and this won't matter for you folks, but when he shows up later um, in the button, and I don't know if he shows up be, between this and the button, reverse flash, but I think he mentions something about that. Or no, he mentions that maybe Barry remembers, wait, aren't you dead? But I think Dr. Manhattan, though they don't know it's Dr. Manhattan at that point, has brought him back to life mm-hmm. and, is part, and was uh, able to pull him out of grab him because he's outside of time and because he's Dr. Manhattan and he can do stuff like that. But yeah, maybe Reverse Flash is uh, can be killed but always comes back. 
I mean, they do that in the TV show kind of thing, yeah. um, in the CW shows. He's he's died a couple times, and he somehow yeah. shows back up, and he constantly talks about how he like exists out of the timeline all of a sudden now. So, like Roman said, it's a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Okay. I I feel like I would. Flash fact: I will get a headache if I try to fa- like really sit down and try to figure <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, we need how like a, a good whiteboard here where we can uh, draw out uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and move into we, time. We literally will be here until our uh, customer appreciation day tomorrow. <laughs> Just coffee, disheveled looking, <laughs> shaking, writing on a whiteboard. Start. We're just gonna put down a bunch of weird symbols. So, Roman, I don't know if you remember in the animated movie. Uh, I honestly, I think I might want to go with the the reverse flash death in the animated movie over this one. So in this one, he gets stabbed in the chest by a sword. Mm-hmm. Animated movie, he gets shot through the head. They show full brain. Who shoot? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right, because it was so shocking. Yeah. Because I was expecting this. Yeah, <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was like, jeez. They, yeah, they show full, full brain. Like, you can see through the his head and like see the brain. Yeah. yeah. Who shot I, him? I don't remember. Who shot Batman shot him. Yeah. Oh, With the Batman, gun okay. that killed his son. Yeah, very poetic. Oh, wow, I do like that. And I like, yeah. I like to think of it that he used the gun to kill the person that was responsible for the whole like thing set yeah. in motion kind of thing. Like it was not. Be- he should have shot Barry then. Well, cause Barry <laughs> said it, but it was in the an- Well, the thing in the animated that makes it more poetic is it was the only reason he ran back in time was because during the fight with the rogues, the reverse flash had, he was instigating the whole like he was instigating Barry to like go back in time. Basically, he was like telling him like this is like because of this. Like, or you can't change it. This happened to your mom or whatever. Yeah, so, kind of like egging him on. Yeah, he egged him on. So he was the reason, like, all this happened kind of thing. So I thought that was really neat. Um, so he's dead. Really dead. Um, or is he? De- dead in this story. Dead that's, in this story. Dead in matters. this timeline. Um, and then, you know, we've got the rest of the resistance and other people fighting still. People. Enchantress is just shooting green spooky lasers everywhere. Yeah. What was yeah. what was the part you were looking at, Roman? You were... Oh, I, I just I was just remembering that you know it wasn't a surprise that Enchantress betrayed him because originally she was a member of the Suicide Squad in mm-hmm. the eighties. Um, I just love this when Superman comes back to the fight when he yeah. shows up and the way he takes out Enchantress. Jeez. Which I think is <laughs> uh, kind of cool because Superman's always traditionally been very weak to magic. Yeah, it's like his, oh, yeah. it's a, like a second kryptonite. So yeah, and apparently not in this Flashpoint universe. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I mean they didn't see it coming. She, he got the drop on her. Hey, he splits her in half. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty intense. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I, I mean, love that because because yeah, our Superman wouldn't do that, but this Superman he's traumatized, he's abused. I mean, he doesn't. He has no idea what he's, he's doing. He's not socialized. So. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, probably. he's just he's just <laughs> doing what he wants to do. Um, they don't really go into it much in this one, but uh, besides the Enchantress part, which wasn't, I don't even think Enchantress really showed up in the animated. Pe- like, they really go in depth in the animated killing, like, all the people in the Resistance. Like, nobody doesn't die before, like, the end of the movie kind of thing. Well, of mm. course. Like, if you're going to have, like, an alternate, like, timeline, like, why wouldn't you want to see all these alternate versions die horrible deaths? You, you can't really see that normally. Yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised. They did. I was kind of surprised, a little let down that they didn't do it in this. But that entrance scene was. Are you saying intense. you feel let down that you didn't see heroes get killed? Yeah. Ooh, it's a little projection <laughs> on your part. I wanted more stakes. Uh, <laughs> so we finally get um, Thomas Wayne's dying. Batman, Batman Thomas is dying, and before Barry runs off to go fix everything, he gives him a letter, and Barry ends up going back and stopping himself um, from doing it. But before that, he actually like 
visits his mom, mm-hmm. which um, probably one of the like most touching things I've read in comics so far right now is like the conversation of like telling her what like, he has to do and what's going to happen and like losing this person that he's wanted back for so yeah. long kind of thing and that she's not trying to fight it. She's trying to tell him that he needs to do what's like best kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that was really sad. It it got me got me where it get got me good. Me too. These pages here were, you know, because she she's fine she asked him how many people have died because yeah. of this cuz you trying to save me. And then he has to go catch himself and stop himself from saving her mm-hmm. so he can save everyone else and it's like, "Oh my god, this is so the parallels, you know, counterpoints counter flashpoints to um <laughs> to bruce to thomas trying to save his son and barry trying to save his mom and 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 also reflecting the superman not ever having any parents now and look how he turned out it's like oh all this familial relations stuff is so heartrending. it definitely is um so yeah he stops him it stops himself yep and um you know Everything There's goes. A page I was trying to find. Oh yeah, this two-page spread. So for for listening, uh, there's a really great two-page spread of him running through time, and it's kind of just a bunch of different shots. I, I feel like Roman, you understand what's happening a little bit more in this. I was looking at this before the podcast, trying to think because because it? it's two-page spread, and you know they've got various vignettes of of different DC realities. Like up in the upper left is the Vertigo characters from the '90s. And then there's the Wildstorm characters that were part of Image, and then DC acquired them with, when Jim Lee came to them. Mm-hmm. And then this group on here, it's it's a mix of some Wildstorm characters, some DC characters, um, Swamp things. I don't even know who that is, but they're all in slightly different costumes. I don't, I'm not sure about this one actually. And I feel like and then the here's the old DC universe before Crisis or before before New Fifty Two and everything. And then, this and then there's the New Fifty Two, New Fifty Two right yeah. down here in the corner. Which was what this flashpoint was leading into was the future. Interesting. So yeah, and you know we get to the new timeline, and they don't really like they, yeah they don't even mention it, but in this you even see like everybody's like changed thematically. They do it a little bit more in the animated because you don't really see any heroes besides Barry, but the Flash's costume is clearly changed, and now it is his New Fifty Two costume, mm. and Batman's yeah. Batman's has done the same. Yeah. Um, so neither one of them seems to notice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's completely normal <laughs> for both of them. Um, but yeah, and they have this conversation. He tells Batman what happens. Batman just says whatever. Like, and I like how the, like when he's explaining it to Batman, Batman sort of sounds judgmental. He's like, "Oh, you went back and like risked everything to like save your parent," and then he kind of ends it with, "Oh, I would have done the same thing. I thought about doing it." Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and then we get this great moment where the Flash hands him. Hands Bruce Wayne a letter from his dad in the timeline, and I, I think like the, the two pages of him reading it and the reaction leading up to him in tears was mm-hmm. really, really strong. Those yeah. tasty bat tears. This, yeah. this was so well done, and I especially love the fact that Barry hands him the letter, and Bruce is standing up and he starts reading the letter, and then he he kind of like does just maybe stumbles with it, but he sits down heavily in the chair, mm-hmm. and Flash like has his hand on his shoulder, back of the chair, and then Flash hangs out while he reads the letter. Yeah. And it's so beautifully drawn from panel to panel because Flash, Flash is like, you know, he's got his arms crossed, he's kind of looking over here, he's looking the other way. He's doing that kind of like, you feel kind of awkward, but you don't want to leave your buddy while he's going through this emotional thing. Yeah. 
That was so well done. Was, yeah. Then just was, have him leave. Yeah, it was super well done. And then just, yeah, the last line, like, like one hell of a messenger. Like, yeah. what? So satisfying. Like, Batman gets that, like, satisfaction yeah. kind of thing. And that's how Flashpoint ends, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad we we chose this for the first po- with it. Yeah. first podcast because I'd forgotten how good this is. I I was I was super impressed with the animated movie and I'm super happy that we like got to read it. I it's one of my top like I would say like top five because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I do like the Flash. He's a really cool character and, and I like the idea of playing with the axis of heroes and villains of whether or not like they're in their like their set positions of good or evil and it's kind of like flipped flipped on their flipped on everybody's expectations like i like seeing like good guys be evil and evil guys be good kind of thing or like kind of blurred things just not great um so yeah i was super happy with this one i think it's a great middle point for us because we can go either more recent current or we could go older mm. and i think that's going to be the best thing is that for us I haven't read as many older stories as I know. I know like Colton has like a big collection of older stuff. You have a lot of Batman older. I've read a lot of older Batman, but nothing uh, really of anything else. Everything mm-hmm. else I've read is basically uh, New Fifty Two and post New Fifty Two. And that's same for me. I actually want to ask you, Roman, what was the like motivating factor behind like the relaunch into New Fifty Two? Were like comic sales for DC just really low, or were like the stories getting really stale? Like what? What caused them to want to just re- do a hard reset of everything? Oh, that's a hard question. Because um, I'm not sure the answer. I think it was that their sales were were I think falling, dipping pretty far below Marvel's at that point. Um, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I wasn't reading a whole lot of DC before New Fifty Two. They had kind of bogged down because they had various relaunches before that, and people were kind of getting sick of DC doing all these relaunches. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first couple were cool, and Zero Hour in the '90s, and then that was followed by something else. Um, and I think it was it was an effort to get them back to where they are now with Rebirth, where the point was um, ultimately the hope of these characters and what they're supposed to represent because they got too convoluted and too far away from, some would say too dark, some of them. But yeah, they were trying to restore that silver age, that just that sense of hope and, and I almost want to say fun, but that's not quite, I mean, Batman's never fun. But <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This this new run's been a, a fun emotionally. I mean, yeah. All-Star Batman's yeah. hilarious. He has bat knuckles, <laughs> I think. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that big whatever it is is like, like the bat gauntlets. <laughs> yeah, what's that big like Klingon batlith? They call it the Klingon weapon. Oh yeah, like, like his like... <laughs> bat, his, his bat batlith. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I think. Also, so talking about the writer real quick. So this is Jeff Johns. All I knew about Jeff Johns before going to comics was this was a guy who was apparently a big deal for DC from what I read from mm-hmm. articles. He did a lot of good things, and he apparently made like Green Lantern 
like come back from not he being... made uh, green lantern great again yeah Ooh, yeah you went there <laughs> um yeah he did <laughs> so i didn't realize like i thought he was kind of just around in the new 52 stuff but i mean from flashpoint i see that yeah he was he did flashpoint and then he did some older like flash stories because i have like flash rebirth which isn't dc rebirth flash but it was a story of him coming back from the dead yeah um, I didn't know Jeff Johns had been around for so long, but his writing, I mean, everything from this story in Flashpoint to um, the volume he did of, like, New 52 Superman to Aquaman to, I mean, what he's doing right now currently, like, have all been, like, yeah. really, really Doomsday solid. Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Doomsday Before Clock. all that, Doomsday he clock. did a run on Teen Titans that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's a hell of a writer. His His Green Lantern... Green Lantern Rebirth and uh, uh, all the Blackest Night stuff, all of that, fantastic. Yeah, amazing stuff. And yeah, like I said, I just read like Lee, the follow-up to Blackest Night was The Brightest Day, and I actually really enjoyed that storyline. I love the, the writing and the dialogue between the characters that were all in it, all the heroes who all had very specific purposes throughout the whole story that they had to meet and the kind of dialogue they were having amongst themselves and amongst like an entity that was guiding them Mm. um i won't like break into it too much but i i would say jeff johns is like one of my favorite writers just because i haven't had anything that i've read from him that wasn't good yeah made me like very interested or surprised nothing like nothing's dull with his writing it's a lot of fun and it's very interesting writing yeah and he really you can tell that he really loves these characters. He loves DC, um, and you, you, he's passionate about them. You can tell that, and, and he gets them. He really gets like the hope of, like Flash, Barry Allen, Flash, and Superman. I mean, these characters in particular represent hope and and just really, really, really good guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he just—you can tell he loves DC comics. Like, it's not—he's not just writing a story. He's writing a story within a universe. And like even with Flashpoint, with Doomsday Clock, with all these different stories he's doing, he pulls so deeply from the pre-existing lore, and it like pays homage while also creating something like really new and fresh that like yeah. anybody can really enjoy without actually having to read those original things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, the, I think the thing that told me he really liked DC Comics and the characters in them was the very first image I ever saw of him was him wearing a Green Lantern hat with a bunch of Green Lantern rings on. It's like, this guy really loves Green Lantern. Was he, like, throwing up some, like, fake gang signs with all of his rings on? No, he was doing some punching things. (laughs) So I was really excited when I found out he was, like, helping, like, the cinematic universe and stuff. Mm, And I know he's not, doesn't have as much control as I was hoping, but I'm happy that they're keeping him in that loop and letting him be, like, a voice kind of thing, because we'll see what the future holds for their movies. Um, So Andy Kubert, and we have Sandra Hope, um, I did a little research on Andy Kubert to see what else he's done. He's done like X Men comics, action comics, uh, Wolver- like Wolverine, um, Batman, and I I, um, I I think it I I liked it for the most part. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite. I kind of like a little bit more of watercolory and cartoony art for the most mm. part. Um, it just felt, I don't know. It's very functional. Yeah. That, like, every scene is really well detailed, and you know exactly what's going on. 
but there's very few points in the story when I'd say, oh, that's really pretty. Yeah. I'm I'm watching like an action movie where I'm I'm like kind of tearing through it, trying to find out what's going to happen next, wanting to watch my heroes punch each other. Definitely. I'm s- this is this is one of the best reasons I asked you to be part of this because you you find the words that I'm looking for. <laughs> You complete me. <laughs> um, yeah, the the art like does a good job. It's like doesn't super stand out for me as like I really love this art, but it goes really well with the story. There are I, yeah, there are a couple parts that I really like. I like I talked about earlier. I love the Superman like seeing the sunset for the first time, yeah, uh, or the sunrise, whatever it was, and like the look in his eyes of like fear and panic does really good of like really close facial expressions i think of showing the emotion which is really good so also before i like that's pretty much all i can say because i don't really know much about the sander hope i didn't get to look too much into that do you say she's the colorist i think colorist i'm gonna sound like a total jackass if i get this wrong (laughs) uh inkers let's just go down the whole list to let you know jeff johns is the writer andy kubert is the penciler Sandra Hope and Delperdang. Delperdang? Delperdang. What a name. They're inkers. <laughs> Alex Sinclair is the colorist. Nick J. Napolitano is letterer, and Kubert Hope and Sinclair are the original series and collection of covers. So mm-hmm. shout out to all those people, not just the three people on the cover. You all did an amazing job. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much else I can add, other than like I really liked Andy Kubert's art. It was good wasn't super great but i liked it it was good and, and it's uh you know he's the son of well him and his brother are both artists and i can't remember his brother's name now which is which i'm kicking myself that's his dad that's their dad i was making a wild <laughs> guess <laughs> oh no joe cooper was one of the like big classic like from golden age on artist up through geez the late 80s maybe in the early 90s before he died wow and he was one of the, you know, one of the grandmasters along with Jack Kirby. I mean, they both started when they were like teenagers in 1940 or something. Wow. And Joe Cooper was famous especially for his war comics. And then his sons, Andy and Dandy. Uh, yeah, I Randy. can't remember Randy. I, David Cooper. Uh, man, I can't I can't believe I can't think of his the brother's name. But anyway, they they both do comics now still. One one of them did the Hulk for a while. Um and yeah, you can really see their dad's influence in their art. Um, Andy's, uh, I think, a little more finely detailed, maybe. But yeah, I do love his facial expressions in here, especially, like you said, the eyes. He really captures fear and trauma mm-hmm. and surprise in everybody's expressions. A lot of big overhead, full-page shots that are always great cliffhangers. Yeah. <laughs> well, shout-out to Joe Kubert. You have great sons, Andy and Adam. Adam. Kubert. Really talented, really talented, really talented boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colton, anything to add there? Mm-hmm. I can't really think of anything else other than it's a great comic. You got it's all those g- notes. I just, I just want to know. I all the notes were a lot of just plot because uh, I wanted to make sure everything. Uh, just some like different witty things that I wanted to throw in there, but I, I got most of them in there <laughs> throughout the podcast somewhere. I well. Um, you know, one, of the, know. one of the things I really liked about, I guess this was the colorist, did you notice how, besides Batman having the red behind his bat insignia when Ocean Master shows up, you know, Aquaman's brother, mm-hmm. he's, he's got, got the, the red, red behind. circle behind mm-hmm. his manta ray or whatever it is. I like that red 
kind of little thematic thing that shows yeah. up here and there. Here and there. I think like almost like Wonder Woman had it at one point too when they cut to her and Aquaman fighting. I think even Aquaman's shirt, his, he, yeah, his right. mail is more it, reddish than normal. It, it could be maybe like a way to make the entire universe seem like succinct. Uh, like every major character has like red on them. Yeah, and, you know, it's yeah, a violent, she, bloody world. She's yeah. got red on her, but she's got this weird W bat looking symbol, like a circle. It's like inverted oh, yeah. from everybody else's. Yeah, and I don't remember the spinoff with them. Why? I guess she's just. I guess I can't remember if she's initiated actually, things with Aquaman or if he. They did with totally her. in the animated. They were totally. They, they were totally they banging each other. Yeah, yeah. They and did more than just. I I Google each other. They were they were oogling and googling. Wow. So did she? So did she attack Atlantis first, or did he attack the it Amazons really first? All it, all it specified was that Aquaman caught them in the act, and then Aquaman confronted Wonder Woman, and then Wonder Woman cut her head off. And then Aquaman was pissed about that. Yeah, I'm gonna as, as you I'm gonna be. guess Aquaman decided to declare war after that whole Wonder Woman thing. I don't think it was Wonder Woman declaring war. I think it was Aquaman declaring war over it, kind of thing. Boy, it's always these pissed off Atlantean males. I mean, Namor over in Marvel comics and Aquaman here. It's... They're not doing. Yeah. I, that's my my only complaint. They're not doing Aquaman justice in this. They make him a real <laughs> good bad guy, but he's also a real he's a real sweet guy. Aquaman's a good guy. Well, I mean, that, Wonder, another Jeff I mean, Johns series. Woman's also an amazing character, and they turn into like a men castrator. <laughs> yeah, they do a good job of turning some really nice people into some really bad people. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Overall, I would like. I thought of this as like if I were to like rate it, I would give it like an eight. I, I liked it. I mean, it, it was good. Like, really cool, really interesting. I don't want to give it a ten just because it's the first episode, and I want to. I want to really. I want to really want to. <laughs> I really want to wow the audience, you know? Yeah. Something think, really catch me by storm, but don't be afraid to, to throw think, those tens out, Roman. I know you can throw a ten out. I could, but I'm th- but you saying that now, I'm thinking, you know, like um Watchmen would be a ten. Um I agree. Yeah. I, I would say I would probably put this like at a I just finished this like an out maybe an hour before we started the podcast, so I would give it an 8, 8.5. Because I really did enjoy it. I mean, it brought a tear to my eye. I, I, all the stuff about family and, and fathers and mothers and, and sons, this ending. Oh, geez. This is great. Got me right, got right, right in the feels. Um, Flash fact, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> there was, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Jeez, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone now. Colton, what do you got? Dang it. I think I would throw it an 8.5. It was good. It was a lot of fun. I think the only thing that would be holding me back from like maybe giving it a higher score would be just the quality of the art. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm going to just say now, like, just let everybody know if there's people listening to this podcast, <laughs> nothing against like, the artist. I, can't, I cannot control what appeals to my eyes or not. I think it's good. I just I have like a very specific taste and I have no real good way of describing it yet. Mm. But I I promise I will I will find that way to describe it <laughs> at some point. If I trained for a thousand years with the best artists in the world, I would be nowhere close to Andy. So <laughs> I this is not a knock on their ability. It 
I've just seen art that resonated with me better, like Trevor said. Yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. And that's, I feel like that's something everybody has differently, like, especially at the comics place. Oh, sure, for uh, sure. Everybody's got different art that speaks to them with different stories that speak to them. Uh, for me, we have, I mean, getting into comics, finding out there's more than just superhero comics. I've definitely, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I've definitely, uh, I've definitely read a lot of non superhero comics and gotten into reading Image and Boom. Dark Horse and different things, and they're all really good. But I definitely enjoy superheroes. That's what I grew up with. It's something that I really love, and I love the stories that are written with them. And I know that both Roman and Colton, you both enjoy them thoroughly too. And that's why yeah. I'm really happy that we started this. And I think it's going to be a great opportunity to do some stuff with it. I so think, I think so. Um, we we need to figure out what we're going to read next. Oh, I remembered what I was going to say though. Tell me. <laughs> Sorry. Tell us. <laughs> um, Barry Allen is my favorite Flash of all time because he was the Flash when I was a kid. Um, and he's one of the, those characters like Superman and like Captain America that's very hopeful, very positive. So I was so thrilled when they brought him back in Flash Rebirth. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love about Jeff Johns is he does this uh, um, lightning rod, like anchor point. Yes. He keeps revisiting that because he mm-hmm. did it in Justice League with... I forget, it might even be called the Lightning Saga or something years and years ago um, before New 52, I think, um, where it involved the Legion of Superheroes and all this kind of stuff. And then he did it here with Flash, and he's kind of revisited that with the button a little mm-hmm. bit. And it's just, I, I like that theme that keeps going back to, and now he's doing it with Doomsday Clock, I think, where there's these these lightning rods, these, these anchor points that are hope and 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 positivity are kind of the cores that he's always trying to bring things back to and get back to us in what Dr. Manhattan there's there's hinting but he's trying to I think find that and and merge his world his watchman world with the DC universe because it's hopeful maybe but since he's so far removed from humanity he doesn't quite know how to do that uh- Roman, you can't get me go- going on this. I have so many <laughs> theories about what Dr. Manhattan is doing that yeah. we need to like go to a different podcast. Yeah, that's true. We do, yeah. Please <laughs> uh, like, watch the Doomsday Clock podcast. <laughs> or but, listen, sorry. But yeah, yeah, it's all it's all Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is it's, it's he's, great. He's a, he, he's lo- a great he loves tactician. hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm totally down with that, and I, I look forward to any content that he comes out with. So, yeah, really, really good. But, you know... We do need to figure out what we're going to read next. Oh, yeah. You, you, I'm going to tell you right now, nobody needs to say what we're going to be doing next, but it's between you two to decide, Colton and Roman, <laughs> who's going to pick the next story to read. And we're going to... Oh, we're gonna, so much pressure. Yeah, we're going to end it on that, and then it'll be a surprise for everybody else. The anticipation will build up. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what the next one we pick is, and we will, you know, see where this goes in the next couple episodes and yeah we'll see what happens i'm gonna pick a romance comic from the 50s yes. Ooh, i like it make me feel some things oh damn you know now <laughs> i like, want to make you guys suffer i think i'm gonna end this by going home getting a hot chocolate and watching flashpoint <laughs> so is yeah it's on netflix uh it's on the cw app oh okay. which is free so oh trevor is not paid or endorsed by cw <laughs> i repeat he is not paid or endorsed by oh, cw it's like my junk tv that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny how the microphones have cw printed on them <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, what's this? What's this sign on the side of it? it says "Dare to Defy." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to follow in the footsteps of perfectly simple podcasts. I don't want to. I don't want to mimic them. Do we sign out? Do we say who we are again? Um, do, do we? Do, do we answer all your questions? No. Uh,